some of our hardships are our greatest gifts and teach us the most about ourselves that allow us to to create more magic. I I I do feel that's part of moving forward into how we work and the relationships. You you start to really notice that you're connecting with people from the heart and not the head, and those are the relationships that you follow. Hi everyone, this is Helene, and this is Coming From The Heart. And today we have Kim K. Adams in the house studio. She is a seeker and a manifester of magic. And Kim says, you can change your life in an instant by utilizing certain tools. As she mentions, magical shit that you can't make up once you trust and believe. So, wow, that's definitely something to think about. And we will chat with her in a moment. But before we get to Kim, I'm seeing my co-host, Alexandra, who just popped in on her Zoom. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, Mom. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So let's just get to it. Let's talk about the election. I know we're dying to talk about that. That Kim manifested the election with her magic. She cast a magical spell. And (laughs) now we have a very special person in our, not our house studio, not our house, but the big house, the White House. We have have a dog now in the White House too. So very special. Two dogs, actually. One one is a foster dog. So they'll be running along the the front lawn. Be like, now it makes me want to go to DC in January and say hi to the dogs. Maybe we'll bring Cooper too. I think it would be an embarrassment to bring Cooper. I'm not sure how he would interface with the presidential dogs. So I don't anyway. Think, I don't think it would be a good, a good match. I, I don't think so. So let's get back to Kim for a moment, because of course, when we had that pre-conversation with her, she was talking about, you know, I think going into 2021 and how all of us have been going through these tumultuous months of COVID and all the things that people have gone through. And of course, COVID has been horrific for so many people, economically, mentally, people have lost friends, lives, all kinds of family things happening with COVID, frontline workers, everything that we've been talking about on the podcast. But of course, it has had the silver lining. For us, it's the podcast. And for Kim, things that she's been working on, which she, of course, is going to share with our listeners shortly. But Again, getting back to the election and getting back to our friend Joe. Let's just call him Joe. I mean, Joe, I, you know, the Queen Kamala. The Queen Kamala. If okay. you're, it's like people say, like, yes, Queen. Do you know that for a millennial or a Gen Z, it's like it. I'll hail you, like you're amazing. Because okay. oh, good, good, yeah, good. No, it's it's a great. Uh, she is the first and not the last woman in the White House. Yeah. I mean, there's so many facets to what has really happened in the last 24 hours with, I guess it's in the last 20, it seems like it's days ago, but my God, it was only yesterday where we found out. And again, I was just thinking about how when I found out, of course, I was with my other child and how we were screaming. I, I mean, we went through this house screaming and yelling. And then, of course, I wanted to speak to you and speak to daddy and just speak to all my friends and loved ones just to say, 
oh my God, it was a lightness. And that's so interesting because when we spoke to Kim, we talked about this feeling of being light with her. And yeah. it's almost like yeah. she, you yeah. are right. Yeah. She brought on this aura of lightness. And it was yeah. interesting because I did a Zoom with my ex fellow workers that I was working with when I was working at my institution of school last night. And everyone said the exact same thing about the lightness. And even others have said it's, it, you know, of course, after World War II and obviously people being uh, repressed and so forth, going into the streets, the bells were ringing all over Europe, uh, people were dancing. And it's almost like they the, you know, I guess the CDC came on and said, we have a cure for COVID and everyone rip off their mask. I mean, I think it was just, I equate it back to when Obama was, you know, I guess both presidencies and you were, you were young, you're a small child, it's but right. the hope of, oh my God, there's going to be change. And at that time, of course, because the economic crisis was pretty bad with what was going on at that moment with the stock market and so forth. But now, of course, the crisis is trying to stay alive and not getting COVID and die. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And also the economic aspect as well. So all I can say is I am so happy to have this moment of them in our office of presidency where, you know, you, I can say to both my children, wow, we have someone we can respect. I'll just leave it at that. Well, yeah, I definitely agree. And if you watched your favorite commentator yesterday on CNN, Van Jones, he talked about how, what it's like to be a parent. And of course, I'm not a parent, but you are about talking about your character and your morals and how no one should have the fear of the president of the United States wanting to kick you out because of your race or religion. And all I have to say is yesterday was a joyous day. I would have loved to be in the city yesterday and shout out to Philadelphia because you are amazing. Give some thanks to people who made this election happen. All of you listeners who went out and voted, we listening to all of our intros every week. Um, We hope that we made a difference in your lives. You've made a difference in our lives and we appreciate all of you going out there and voting Stacey Abrams and the women that helped her, because without a collective effort of all these people helping, and let's talk about it, you know, minorities, Black people, Latino people, everyone, you know, that wanted change. In Georgia specifically, there was Helen Butler, I'm mispronouncing this name, Nessie Bufat, Deborah Scott, Tamika Atkins, and many other Black women. Because the fact that Georgia went blue, the fact that Pennsylvania went blue and well, Nevada's forever, okay, and Arizona, and it's just it's it's the the blue wave, but yeah. it's just incredible. It's a joyous moment. People screaming on the streets, coming out, and like it was so victorious because for the first time, I felt like there was a lightness too. I just felt I was just so happy, and like when you went out, even when you're just walking along the streets, you just felt so happy and it just it felt that there is some hope that there is some change for the future and watching Kamala's speech last night I love Kamala Harris I've loved you her you love Kamala I, I mean her since yeah. the Comey trials I the reason why I have so much respect for her is that she reminds me so much of you and we've been talking about this all weekend 
that if you haven't seen how she delivered the news to Joe, she was working out, she had her headphones in her hands and she's like, Joe, we did it. And it's just like, it's so much like you, if you don't know my mom, she like, she loves her working out and that's like her go-to. She's like, Joe, we did it. And it's just, I had tears in my eyes like all day watching her talk about that she's not the last female in the White House. She's black, she's Indian, and like all those little girls and even little boys and just, it is so much hope. And you were talking about this too. Paris, like internationally, people were screaming in the streets of such a victory. Look, and we could go on and on and on and on, but I just- I just think it's just, um, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting back to people on the streets and the lightness and I, what I'm thinking back to our very first episode or second episode. Yes, yes, yes. The light was shining through those masks. Oh my gosh. That is yeah. great. If you haven't listened to our, it was our second episode. Yeah. Definitely go back and, and talk about, uh, listen to that because we talked about the tragedy of George Floyd and after, I mean, I feel like everything in 2020 is like a a blurred timeline with Breonna Taylor and all of that um, happening back in May and June. And now look, now there is a, not only um, a black woman, an Indian woman, she has so much power. She has the highest power in all of America. So I just feel like at least for black women, it gives some hope to the black community that like, despite everything this past year and everything that the Black Lives Matters have been fighting for, now they finally feel like there's going to be some representation and equality. Well said. Boy, I don't know what else to say because you said everything. Well, what else do you want to say, mom? I was just going to touch on the fact of, you know, the light shining through everyone's mask because even though we always say you can't really see people's faces, but I feel that people were floating yesterday in a very, almost a dance-like manner, that it was just this lightness, almost like a ballerina on their toes. Just as we all know, all we have heard since February going into March is the insaneness, the death tolls of COVID, the dark the the just the such negativity i think is what i'm trying to say and having a president like trump who just really was not uniting people he was always dividing people and i feel that whether you voted blue or you voted red i mean biden has said has said many times even before his speech last night his victory speech if you want to reference it that that it is the United States of America. And I think for the first time in four years, I will be more than proud to hang my flag outside my house because my flag really is about democracy and it's also about freedom. And it's also about when people get together for a specific cause. And I feel like the momentum kept growing. I think I referenced last you know, episode or a last, let's say intro, you know, was I going to pay attention the first day? Because I knew it was going to be a few days, but I felt like it kept getting more intense and more intense. And again, of course, what I'm referencing, obviously, is the tallying of the votes. And every time that they would get a tally, I would always say to both my kids, that's a person, that's a, that's a group of people that decided 
to mail in that ballot and that every single ballot counted. And I, I applaud everybody in this process, everyone from the people who were counting the votes to all the different layers of managers, administrators, all the way up to the numerous, I mean, the volunteers, hours that people spent. And of course, watching, you know, we watch CNN or whatever news program that you were watching. Obviously, these people are getting paid. They're working on the television station. But I feel like it almost became an extended family when you were watching these same commentators over and over all day, all night, and you would kind of check in just to see what was going on. So I think that back to what Biden said, and I really what Kamala said, they both gave these inspirational speeches. And my God, I miss that. I miss feeling lifted and energized. And I have felt nothing but a zero for the last four years. So all I can say is, yay. Yeah. I'm so happy. I, I couldn't have said it more. John King is a legend. Oh, please. On CNN? Yeah. We're talking Okay. Well, they're all legends. It's a legend. So anyway, all right. Well, what else do we want to say? We want to um, talk about Kim and her magic, and we're going to be talking to her shortly. We are. And one last thing before we talk to Kim. In Bachelorette news, Tasha is now the new Bachelorette. Forever. I just think it's important to have representation. Finally, there's a Black Bachelorette. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't been keeping up with that. But I think it's nice that finally... It took how many seasons after Rachel Lindsay to have someone that is diverse because that's just, it's important to have that. So that's all I'll say with that. Yeah. Claire went off into the sunset with Dale and they seem really happy if anyone cares to know. And you know what? Kudos to her. You know, I, I thought she, I don't know if she was the best of bachelorettes, but look, she went on to find love. And it is a reality television. Hello, listeners. We all know that. But we definitely commit some of our time to watching that. And what else to say? This is us. Is there a new episode of that? We didn't watch that. No, no. Okay. Anyway, anything else to say before we say hi to Kim? No, that's it. We're really excited to be talking to Kim. We so much enjoyed speaking to her and loved our conversation with her. And so we connected with Kim because of Instagram and we just so much enjoyed talking to her and connecting with her. And we feel like we've known her for a really long time, even though we've only spoken to her once. So we're really excited for you to listen to this magical episode. Um, she gets so much insight into how to just stand in your power and be true to yourself, listen to your intuition and just make all your dreams come true. I think that we all want to know like how to live our best life and how to feel happy. And I think that Kim just is going to give you such great advice. Perfect. I agree. All right. So what I want everybody to do is to sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation with Kim. Today, we have Kim K in the house studio, who's a seeker and a manifester of magic. She's writing a book about her magical methods for building a business from 700,000 to 30 million with a badass group of women. I love that. She wants to change how teams work together in a corporate America by operating from a place of joy and love. She's a manifester of magic in her own life and ready to inspire others to go after all their dreams, trusting their intuition and practicing passionate self-care and being deeply heart 
Hardahide? Something like Heartland. that. Heartland. <laughs> okay. There we go. Kim says, thank you, Kim. Kim says, you can change your life in an instant by utilizing these tools. Magical shit that you can't make up once you trust and believe, I guess, in yourself. She's living in Orange County, California. How beautiful. With the love of her life getting to be a bonus mom. I love bonus mom. You're gonna have to explain that while continuing to manifest more, or shall I say even more. So hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi. Welcome. Hi, hi ladies. You? Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. I, I, uh, I need to shorten my bio a little bit, but yes, I am excited to be here and, um, just uh, excited about sharing my message and hearing more about you ladies. Yeah. So we need some magic to manifest right now. We are we all are recording Friday night of election week. And yeah. I feel like we all need a little bit of magic and self-care and self-love at this time. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how are you holding up with everything? I'm great. Um, I think for me, part of my journey has been just really trusting the universe that we're supposed to be experiencing kind of what's happening right now and what's happened with COVID. And so just being able to truly trust in the fact that this is all for our best and highest mm -hmm. and that God and the universe is not going to let anything happen that's not meant to be. And the more that I can just be still and not get worked up about the chaos or really worry about everything else and just kind of be in my state of meditation and be in my state of like flow and trusting my heart, the better off I am. But that's been a long journey to get there. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting such good vibes from you. Like me such too. energy. I feel yeah. like, you know, I I don't know, Alexandra was having a tough day and I had like yeah. a weird day with a lot of things personally going on with myself and I just feel like you are just I feel light uh -huh. I feel light I think because we like you that's well, the best yeah. thing that, like that makes my like that's making my heart expand right now yeah. like that's, yeah yeah I think there's so many things that gosh Alexandra and I could just be talking to you for hours about but again you were talking about your journey and I think for our listeners of course so many out there particularly in the times of COVID. And I think I liked what you mentioned a moment ago that things are in place or things are happening or have happened for a reason. And I think I was always that type of person to think like, not to the extent of course, with people dying and perishing and all the crazy, I mean, gosh, no, but the universe is almost purging itself in so many aspects to move on to something bigger and brighter. And I think that that is something that for all of us, and you know, Alexandra and I, of course, talked about just the different places we're in our lives and my son's in his life and everybody has this encapsulation of life. I mean, I guess back to your journey, what brought you to where you are right now? I mean, of course you're in flow and you're, you're good, but it didn't always seem that to yourself. No, it, it wasn't always that way. I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, there's several different points in the story where we could go because there, uh, there has been trauma in my life. There's been some sexual abuse. There's been some sexual assault. There's been a divorce from my family. I was married and divorced. I used to weigh 188 pounds. So there's a lot of different, I think, traumas and, and difficulties that I've overcome. But I think deep down, I've always known that everything was going to be okay, right? I've always had hope. 
I've always trusted that the universe was leading me down the right path. But I think my biggest struggle was probably being 19 years old, weighing 188 pounds. And I gained 40 pounds in one month because I did not want to go to a wedding where uh, one of my abusers was going to be. And so my body protected itself. I gained 40 pounds. And guess what? I didn't have to go to that wedding. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. So yeah, everybody goes through these struggles and situations. Did you have a support system? I mean, that would be my first thing to say. Or I, I did, thankfully. And I did it. I was obviously that's a call for help, right? Anyone that deals with any addiction or anything that they're going through their life, it's generally a call for help. And my dad, being a recovering alcoholic, saw me struggling and suffering. And he, I went to an eating disorder unit. So within, I would say, a year of me battling this and, and kind of, you know, gaining all of this weight, he definitely got me help at an eating disorder unit, which started my path of therapy and Overeaters Anonymous and just really starting to tune into how to listen to myself mm. and how to do what was best for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think having intuition and trusting yourself is is hard. It's not something that's innate, although it should be, you know? Well, we're not taught it, right? As children, like our parents, and that's, I think, part of, I didn't know we touched on it, but part of me being a bonus mom is this is what I get to do to these little children in my life, right? I get to help them recognize their intuition because it's not innate, but yet it's helping all us remember who our souls are, right? Our souls came here to do something amazing. And the more that we can get out of our own way and the more that we can remember who we really are, uh, the rest just unfolds. And I'm, I'm grateful this is happening to me in my late 40s and 50s. But imagine for you, Alexandra, to be able to do this wow. in your late teens, early 20s. I mean, oh my gosh, like, I, I, I get a little jelly when I think about what you can go create from this magical way to trust yourself and trust mm-hmm. your, your inner guru, so to speak. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're going to be my teacher, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I think Kim can say, and I can say, of course, because I'm, I'm your mom, that life gives you lessons. I mean, it sounds so, yeah, of course, life gives you lessons. And, and the older you get, hopefully, the more you know, based upon your experiences. It doesn't always work out that way. I feel for myself, absolutely. You know, I've said this in other podcasts that I'm in my 50s. I'm so proud to be in my 50s. And I'm happy the way I look in my 50s. And I'm proud the way I take care of myself and I have self-care. And I've been going through other health stuff that I was trying to work through. But I think that we have to always kind of look back and say to ourselves, like, wow, look at all the shit that I've done through the crap that I've been through. And I think when the universe is open and ready to go, I mean, I stand at the beach. I'm fortunate enough to be near a beach. And of course you're in California, maybe you're near a beach. I look out at the ocean and I go, bring that shit on. Cause I'm ready Absolutely. to go. Like I, you know, fifties is like, or late forties into fifties is a time where hopefully you are defining who you are what you want, and you're, and if you're lucky, or I wouldn't even say lucky, I think that you have to, and I want to talk more to you about the manifestation of bringing things into your life that always thought about, oh, I don't know, it's not the right time, I'm in a job, I don't know, to say now, now is the time, mm-hmm. not tomorrow, but today. 
Well, and I think a lot of women, right, divorce and, you know, having kids and like having a job that they don't necessarily want, like, you know, you can change those things. Now it, you know, it begins someplace, right? It begins with small steps, but things can change in an instant. You can make up your mind to be a seeker and to be a manifester. And it starts with the little things like stillness, right? Stillness. I say on my Instagram, stillness is where the magical shit happens because that's the only way that the universe and your intuition can truly be heard. It's that little voice that we hear, you know, from time to time that you drown out with alcohol or you drown out with TV or you drown out with a bad relationship, but it's always nudging you to go the right direction if you listen. I love it. Wow. Love it. I don't know if this is too triggering or if this is too heavy. You don't have to answer. We can move on to a different topic. But do you want to talk about your experience about sexual assault or how you overcame that trauma? Because if you never told us, you're such a strong person, it seems like. And how did you overcome all of that? After I realized when I had gained all the weight, I think that was going into the therapy is really what started to awaken me to, you know, the unresolved traumas that had happened in my life. And so it just began with, you know, talking to good therapists, to opening up to friends, to writing in a journal, to just allowing myself to actually feel instead of stuff. Like, so that's what I was doing. I was literally eating my feelings, right? And when I stopped that, that's when I was able to start to be like, okay, I I was able to look back through the help of therapists and, and psychiatrists and whoever was available to me that I needed to really go back to that time and forgive myself. I, I told my mom about it at the time and she did not handle it well and she did not give me great advice, right? So here I was in a position where I almost couldn't talk to anyone about it. So then I just shut up and I shut down. So I think being able to just honestly, to be able to say to even one person, your truth, no matter how shameful, how difficult, how traumatizing, if, if you can speak that to one person out loud, you're on the path to, to healing. You're on the path to healing. Wow. Thank you. You're just so great. My pleasure. And I, if it helps one person, I definitely, I mean, because when you have unresolved trauma, you definitely things that manifest themselves in other ways are eating, Mm -hmm. um, drinking, Mm -hmm. using drugs, you know, picking wrong relationships, right? There's all so many paths you can go down. And, you know, I think that's why I made some of the other bad choices I've made in my life until I started to understand mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm basically like, this is my chance to live and to, to grow and to love and to be joyful. And I didn't want to spend the rest of my life just kind of being angry, right? Or, or being a victim, but mm-hmm. just forgiving myself because this is yeah. part of the process. And, you know, I would encourage anyone that has had any sort of sexual abuse Speak to someone, speak to your friends, speak to your parents, speak to your family, speak to your priest, whoever it may be, because that is the beginning of healing. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that because I mean, that's extremely, I don't even know, I'm thinking of the word just so open. And I think our listeners would obviously appreciate that if there's anybody out there would attach themselves to your story. But we had talked in the pre-conversation about when you were at a point when you just had this 
great job from the outside. You know, I thought about that conversation pretty much afterwards and still do that, you know, from the outside, we all have this glowing life and money and a beautiful car and a beautiful house, but clearly you were miserable inside. And maybe that really speaks for a lot of people, quite frankly, and also being stuck with someone during COVID now during this insanity and not being able to walk away or not having the finances to walk away because a lot of women may feel that they're trapped or even men too in a situation where they can't just leave. But what was the last straw at that expression? What was like the, okay, I'm out and you just clearly got into your car and left? Packed up my my dog, my clothes and my- It's a a movie, quite frankly. It's like a Drove off basically. Yeah, Yeah, I literally walked away from everything. And I think I just, uh, you know what? I- it, I, it didn't matter about the money anymore. It didn't matter about what people thought about me. It didn't matter about anything other than my choice to to be happy mm-hmm. and to not live with a broken spirit. My spirit was broken mm-hmm. and I could not live that way anymore. And I was willing to do whatever it took. And if that meant me moving in with somebody or getting a roommate again yes i did have resources but it still took me so you know when i i i have gone through a divorce i was married for five years to a person who was a narcissist and verbally abusive so i did have means i did have resources but the fear doesn't stop you from from not wanting to leave that right and so i would say to to anyone listening is that it just it took me being able to start from scratch. Like I would have waited tables if I needed to. I would have moved in right. with my parents again. Right. I would have gotten three jobs. Like I was, I moved from a gorgeous, you know, 4,000 square foot home mm-hmm. to a 500 square foot apartment. And yeah. I was happy as a clam. Yeah. It, see, yeah. that's the point. You know, that's the point. I think when people are in such a bad situation, and I think a lot of people can identify with that, you walk, you walk away. And, and was your, was your family supportive of that at the time? Very supportive. And of course, most families and, and in relationships, and I'm sure, well, let's hope Alexander doesn't ever bring anybody home that you have to worry about. Right. But, you know, my friends saw it. My parents saw it. They saw it. And I'd done so much work on myself. And I really thought that I'd really done a lot of the work on relationships and attracting the right person to me. But at the end of the day, it was part of the journey that I had to go through. And I would marry him again um, to have the gifts that I have now. I would go through all of it again because truly my life is so joyful. My partner is so supportive now, Dave. And and I have like a family that I've never had before. Um, And it's because I went through the hard stuff and it truly was a gift. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to go through a lot of crap. I mean, but you know, Alexandra can come in. Do you think you have to go through crap to get to the good stuff? I don't know. Alexandra, what do you think, Kim? I don't know. I mean, Alexandra, yeah. What do you think? I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily crap. I think it's more that you have to learn about yourself. Lessons, lessons. Yeah. You have to like, you go through stuff to like learn about your, yourself and you know, the things that define you are probably the hardest things that you do go through. So I mean, to answer your question, probably, yeah. So I think that if you, if everything was so easy breezy, if everything was like an open door and it was just like straight through, then who would you be? Like, I don't know, part of life, I think, is trying to, trying to find your way 
through the doors. Like my mom always talks about like when one door opens, another door closes. This past January, like, oh, like I, I stopped working at this company, but now I'm like doing research. Little things that you're like, oh, but why did this happen? Because it was right. supposed to. Right. So it's like, you can talk more about this, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. The, the magic of the universe and like yes. how it's all laid out for you. But I yes. think that you probably, I guess, you know, like I'm thinking as I'm answering, but if you didn't go through stuff, then you wouldn't define yourself. You wouldn't know who you are without the shit. So. Absolutely. It's part of what everybody's gone through now, right? Is we're, yeah. we're, Would I be here talking to you ladies right now if COVID hadn't happened? I probably wouldn't be continuing yeah. to write my book. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have had the great time with my uh, Emilio and Natalia and doing e-learning and, and homeschooling and getting to build those bonds with them. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have gone off on trying to understand more about social media and learn. So, so it's it's definitely like as difficult as COVID was, there are so many blessings that I think we're not even going to see as a planet. Like we're going to look back five years or 10 years from now and we're going to be like, wow, it literally changed the trajectory of where we we're going as a, as a planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I definitely think you have to go through things. I mean, you know, if we reference the pandemic where you reference going through different relationships to figure out who you want or what you, where you see your path. I mean, Alexandra and I talk about that in relationships. It's like, she'll laugh because I'll say relationships just is like shopping. You know, you know, you like it to shop at that store and get X, but you really like that store for Y. And if you don't, you know, if you don't shop and like get out there, then how do you really know what you want? You you don't, no, you don't, you don't. I mean, I think there's some people that lucky for them find their soulmates and going down the path and whatever. But I mean, let's be real. That's, that's generally unlikely, but I do, I believe some of our hardships are our greatest gifts and teach us the most about ourselves that allow us to to create more magic. I, I I was thinking about the first time I ever got laid off. So I got laid off from a great job. I was working for CBS Sports, selling oh, wow. March Madness and selling all these fabulous TV shows on CBS and super cool, right? Worked there for four years, out of nowhere, got laid off. But in three weeks, I fortunately, six months before, somebody invited me to lunch from an old coworker. And I was like, sure. They're like, Kim, this person wants to know the market. Why don't you go to lunch? And I could have said no, right? I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to lunch with this person. She's the person that hired me three weeks after I got laid off. And this next job is when I created my spiritual family at my work and took the company from 700,000 to 30 million and made more money than I ever dreamed of at that job. So- Well, it's crazy. No, it's like we say, it's the, it's the one door shut, the other door opens, but yeah, it has to be, you know, you'll probably most definitely agree with this. The door has to really be shut. It can't even be slightly open. As I say to Alexandra about situations, like I'm talking shut and that's kind of how I feel now with where I was and where I'm going on my path too. I think for some people is that well, you know, maybe, you know, there'll be a chance that X company maybe will hire me back, but I'm still going to be looking. No, shut the goddamn door. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a saying that, and I heard it on Oprah about 20 years ago, you get, you get pebbles, right? Then you get boulders. 
Yes. No, no, you get rocks, then you get the boulders, right? Because if you're not meant to, like when I, so I got laid off again, you know, like last year, Okay. I got another job in three weeks. I got laid off again in October. The universe wanted me to take a fucking break. Excuse (laughs) me. What what are they going to, like Kim, what are we going to have to do to make you stop? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Alexandra, I see you shaking your head. That's how I felt about my job too. Honestly, I never, I, if I didn't have vertigo and I didn't go out on short-term disability and I didn't, da, 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 there'd be no podcast. No and you way. Would, and you would have gotten something else. Like, I, thank goodness yeah. I didn't go get another job because I would have gotten a boulder. I would have gotten a health yes. condition or something that was going yes. to force me yes. to stop. Yes. Yeah, I think that's for a lot of people. I don't know. Alexandra was always my guardian angel with that, you know, just stop what you're doing or, you know, I had to stop because I wasn't feeling well, but whatever people's circumstances are, because it's almost like you can always find that next job. And for Alexandra, you talked about your situation with the lab and then you got research. Yeah. 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 So. Well, and I can already tell Alexandra's an old soul. Am I? She is. Uh, You know, what's funny you say that, right? Because when I was little, I always wanted to sit at the adult table. I was like a five-year-old going like on a 20-year-old. Because of me. I like, yeah. And I was this like little person. I'm like, I'm a big girl. <laughs> I'm going to sit yeah. with the adult and I'm going to have this whole long conversation. She's and and now I'm like, can I be five? Like, I want to like go back. <laughs> my- I don't want to be my age. I think it's oh God. so much responsibility, you know, embracing your inner child is, is what every adult seeks. And that's why we all go out and party when we could. That's why we yeah. drink. You that's were why- like that. Yeah. You were always like that. Both my kids are old souls. I, I don't know. I think oh, it's that's like, so cool. I could put them in any situations. I also think, I mean, now that you, you know, you're in a position of, being a mom and doing all that, you know, the mom stuff. It's like, it's also how you interface with the child. And I've always, they know this, my, both my kids is that I treated them in a very mature manner in a very like, first of all, self-love of course, but to be independent thinkers Mm. because, you know, if they were studying for a test or whatever, I would always say, I support you. They both know that. I mean, Alexandra is always like, why am I like this? I'm like, clearly it's not me because I didn't put the pressure on you on either of my kids and neither did my husband. I mean, my husband maybe a little bit because he's a twin and I'd be like, okay, just be quiet and whatever. But the independence for them to be able to navigate for themselves at a very early age with whatever they were doing, I'm always here to support. Oh yeah, I'll be your safety net. But you're the one that has to take that test. You're the one that's going to get that grade. And what did you learn from that? And you know, yeah, the grades were okay, whatever, because my parents were educators. That was what they said to me. But when you're asked a knowledge-based question in your life in some other place, you're not going to reference that grade. You're going to reference the knowledge. So, But it's becoming independent in your mindset. So I think that the fact that, like, yeah, my kids are definitely old souls, but I think it's also how I raise them, how you interface with your child to think like that. And I think our society, not all, is that the parents are helicoptering everything that the child does and praising them for everything they did. And you get an award. Well, you know what? Sometimes you're not going to get an award because it kind of, your, your, your project kind of sucked and you know, you shouldn't get the gold star for that great job for effort, but you know what? 
it's not the greatest. That's definitely not happening. Be like being the bonus mom that I have, like that's definitely not happening Whoa, because I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. And it, it's so funny because um, Natalia will say to me, what's, you know, six times six. And she just wants me to give her the answer. I'm like, I'm, no, sister, you got the, you got the wrong person here. Like, let's use our brain. And, yeah. but also part of it too, for me is just, how do you also instill these other things that are so intangible, right? All the emotional intelligence is, is such oh, yeah. a, I think a yeah. key part moving forward of just yeah. like we talked about. Yeah. 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 Trusting yeah. your heart, trusting yeah. your intuition and yeah. like doing what your body is telling you to do because your body will protect you if you pay attention. Like yeah, I, I, I get fired up about that. No, I, I love this part of the conversation. I know Alexander probably does too, because I want to talk about though, like that's such an important point. And I feel like that's such a, an important part of your healing journey was just like finally listening to yourself. What advice would you give to people to finally allow themselves to trust themselves and to just allow like a self-healing journey to move on with whatever bad situation they're in? Well, I mean, I do think it's being very, you know, like we talked about earlier, like being captive of your thoughts and being curious about what's happening and really changing that self-talk is a huge part, has been a huge part of my journey. Affirmations, positive affirmations, positive meditations. And also I do think surrounding yourself with that same positive people, right? Surrounding yourself with positive people and being a seeker, being open to trying something. You know how, you know, somebody could say something, hey, do you want to go try something? Do you want to go listen to a sound healing bath with me on Friday night? Uh, you know, most people might poo-poo it or whatever, but like if if it interests you at all, or if you're just open, you never know what's going to, going to be put in your path. So yeah. I would just yeah. say, say yes, be open, write in a journal, be curious about your thoughts and try to do affirmations practice some stillness, but your little inner guru, your, your intuition is always nudging you. If you listen and you can get still even starting with one minute, Alexandra, you can start with one minute in the car and just ask yourself a question and see if you get your, your gut to give you that information. And the more that you do that, the more that you trust it and you know, it's not your brain it's being led from truly your heart. I feel like you're giving me the answers that I needed to hear today. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you are. I hope you are. And is that what you did with your company? Because you talked about how you switched, you got laid off. And then three weeks later, you were talking about how you got this new job and you helped build the company. Describe like what that was like to build such an empire. So I, I, the awesome thing is the person that hired me, you know, I just had that random, again, synchronicity, timing is everything too. I trusted my intuition. I went to the lunch and then she gave me the reins to, to just build my team. Wow. She didn't put parameters on me. She didn't say they need to be this or they need to be that, or they need to have these skills. She literally trusted me, which I trusted my intuition to go hire the people that I knew we're going to perform for us. Awesome. And it might've looked very different. And it did trust me. There are a few people I interviewed along the way um, that she didn't necessarily think was the right fit. And, but she gave me the autonomy to hire that person. And, you know, the, my first two hires were the most amazing banging rock stars ever. Mm -hmm. And part of my coaching with them was helping them to 
because they were younger, right? They were in their like early 20, uh, mid to late 20s, early 30s. And I was talking to them about my coaching was around self-balance. Um, my coaching was around trusting your intuition. My coaching was around taking vacations. My coaching was let's go to a yoga retreat and like, you know, do some woo-woo crystals and let's write down our goals. And I looked at my team of the women that I worked with as truly a spiritual family. And that's the way I believe that corporations are going to be successful moving forward into this new age of Aquarius. Like this is changing. The good old boys club, you guys, is dead. Yay. Glass ceiling. Here we go. Here we go. Well, yeah, I... Wow, I, I, I want to reference what you just said a moment a second ago about the about the new spiritual connections of work and just beyond, you know, the back in the day and you hire people and you know, like your boss trusted your intuition. What was it about these two women? Um, I assume they're women that you hired, I think you said. Yes. Is that yes. what what was it about them that you thought, wow, okay, they got it, or that's something that I can connect to? I mean, maybe if you didn't connect to them, would you have hired them? Probably not. And I I actually think that's very important to, it's not only what's about on paper. The one more specific example was, okay, so the first person I hired, she ended up, she almost laughed at me when I called her. She's like, I've never heard of this company. And she really wasn't even going to talk to me. And I said, well, that's because I didn't work here yet. <laughs> and wow. so, you know, I made enough of an impact for her to meet for lunch and then boom, the rest is history. Right. But then the right. second person had no sales experience. And so generally when you're building a team of salespeople, you're not hiring your second person with no experience of sales. Okay. And she had, she had industry experience, but she didn't have sales experience and everything in me I, it was like a little tap. We were having drinks one day and it's like a little tap from the universe, like tap, tap, tap. And I just said, Hey, have you ever thought about going into sales? And she had, we hadn't even talked about it. And it literally just was put into my brain from the universe. Yeah. And she talked to her husband about it. I ran it by my boss. She was not a fan of hiring her, but she trusted me. And literally within six months, she was blowing and going like making more money, like, I think she was making $90,000 a year when I hired her from her job. Um, And not to, you know, not to tell too much, but let's just say she at some point triple and quadrupled her income. I want to work for you. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I build, I build rock star teams. Hey, Hey, that's another conversation. You know, we're trying to promote this podcast kim i gotta pick your brain that's another that's a different that's a different part of this conversation anyway right alexandra that's what i keep saying money what's that you know what that's a perfect segue manifesting magic and you know we yeah you could manifest you know making money or like living your dreams how do you how do you do that how do you tap into your inner magic So it's doing all the things we've talked a little bit about, but stillness, um, self-care, being a seeker, taking time for myself, but really, I would say vision boards. Mm. I don't know if y'all have done a vision board, but I highly, highly, highly recommend writing it down. I think I read something that the, it's like the top 
1%, what do they do different from the rest of us? They write their goals down. They write down what they want to achieve. They write down their intentions. They write down their plans. You have to have a roadmap, right? And you ask, you, you, for example, you write down your dreams, you do a vision board, you pull out all the, like what we would do from when my friends and I, we would like get a bottle of wine on New Year's Eve. And for the year ahead, we'd cut through magazines and you literally just start to put on, on a big cardboard paper, what you want, what your desires are, because guess what? God, the universe wants us to have the desires of our heart. So much of it is believing that we're worthy Uh and that um, we deserve it. And then getting out of our own way, right. And just really allowing it and allowing that's a big word, allowing it to happen, being open to receive. So I would do vision boards every year. Um, I would change them. And, and I, the last time I looked at a vision board, I mean, it's crazy when they all start to manifest and everything starts to come true, but generally it's about really putting those intentions, writing it down, and then letting the universe do its thing. Because then you say, please bring the divine right people in my path. I want the best and highest from this situation for everyone involved. And that's part of like moving forward to and work and in anything that you do, it's asking for the divine right people for their best and highest and for it to be a mutually beneficial relationship and a partnership. That's how work is going to be moving forward. Mutually beneficial to both parties. Wow. I love that. Talk about, you know, we were talking a little bit about corporate going into 2021. How do you see, you know, are you, just to clarify that, are you thinking of working with corporations to impose this aspect of manifestation in a job situation? I'm definitely open to consulting companies that want to change their vibe, right? On, on On how they attract, because if you start to just change this with managers and mm-hmm. managers attract then the different people. Like it's it kind of, it's from the top down, right? You, now I did this in my little ecosystem and my company, but my boss, you know, she let me do what I want to do. I didn't tell her, Oh, I'm trusting the universe and I'm using my intuition to hire people and I'm taking them on yoga retreats. And all this <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, like I wasn't telling that, right, right. but I do think it's important now to like start talking about those things. Cause those are important pieces, like having meditation in the workplace, wow. um, you know, Google and these large companies like yeah. Yahoo, they have these nap rooms. They're starting to have meditation rooms, yeah. especially after COVID, like the, the shift has already happened with the working from home. So then yeah. how do we also still feel like we're connected to people and that your heart connected to people? Because the more that your heart connected to people you're working with on teams and in your organization, the more loyalty, the more profits, the more, I just, the more, more, more that's going to happen. It just, it, it literally, it can't fail when you, when you operate that way. And the boys club operated from fear and intimidation. Yes. That does not align with where we're going as a planet, as a nation, as the world any longer. I love that. I love that. That's just, yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is my goal. I want to inspire and empower women to freaking change their lives in an instant, whether it's a relationship, their work, their families, whatever it is, it literally, we, we have these God given gifts. We have our soul contracts of who we came here to be. Mm. The faster we wake up and remember who we're supposed to be, the more we can get on with it. 
I love that. I know. And I'm ready to get on. I'm ready to get on with it. Like oh. let's try. And again, money is just energy, right? So when we think about in terms of lack and I don't have this and competing with other women, the more that women are lifting each other up, the more that we're rooting on, the more that we're helping each other. I mean, men, watch out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Except for my son. He's a good guy. <laughs> well, and hey, there's a hey, there's men who want to operate this way too. Yeah, no, I know. And your husband and my husband and my, you know, we have the good people, the good guys, you know. So we have to just throw that out there too. There are it some. It took really- me a while to find him, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some great, great men out there. It's so absolutely, it's, it's, and it's, and men that love women and support them to yeah. go after their dreams. I mean, he just yeah. wants me to be happy. Yes. Yeah. How awesome yes. is that? Amazing. How, okay, so like you're talking about your vision board, right? And you know, I thought about like, you know, the movie 13 going on 30. I feel like she made a vision board, didn't she? Right? Oh, I, well, I thought it was, yeah, like a notebook or something. Yeah, or like, okay. I don't know. Yes. She like got transformed because, no, 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 she had the house where they, she sprinkled the magic like dust and then she became 30. So I feel like she manifested. She's like, I'm going to be 30 and I, this is what I want, you know? And clear cut dreams of like, I want to be in the fashion industry and, you know, that's just an iconic movie, but describe one of your manifestations. Like what's your process? Well, I, the love of my life, I think, and having a family, writing a book, all the things that I'm currently doing. But I, I would say that I simply being open. I was in California. I was on Bumble. Yes, I was on online dating. I, I would say the universe wants to bring you stuff. By, by being on Bumble, I was telling the universe, yes, I'm open to love. And I wasn't saying I'm only open to love in Dallas. Like I was in California on vacation and I was basically telling the universe, I'm open to moving to California. I'm open to love. And I would absolutely say that I manifested him. We went through a we did break up for three months. And the biggest part of that for me was not forcing it. I allowed it to just happen naturally. I trusted the universe. I prayed for my signs that he was coming back to me, but I didn't chase after it. I I would say flow and trusting the flow of things and the timing of things you must do. I feel like when I was married to my, when I was with my ex-husband, I forced that relationship. Like mm-hmm. I went after that. It's like, I wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about the person and how I would feel in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that I didn't know at the time, but in this relationship, I just wanted it to be God's plan, the universe's plan, not my plan. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that though, whether people believe in the universe and don't believe in the universe or whatever they believe in, there is like, even just like with meeting people, there is like a natural flow or chemistry with people just like in general, like we're all, we're all over zoom, but there's like a synchronicity going on or like, there's just like, you know, when you vibe with people or you don't vibe with people, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And you don't have to be in the same room. You can be yeah. again, thousands of miles away, half a continent away. Well, you know, we've all had the experience where you're thinking about someone and then they call you that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's the same kind of thing. And I feel like, you know, we had like a heart connection and I, I do feel that's part of moving forward into how we work in the relationships. 
you you start to really notice that you're connecting with people from the heart and not the head. And those are the relationships that you follow in business and in love and in life, you know, and if, and if you're feeling like someone is not vibing on you or, or they're, a, I call them um, energy socks, right? Van, uh, vampires, right? Energy vampires. Oh, they yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay yeah. to like, let that relate. It's a, some relationships need to fall away and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. have to keep our vibrations high ladies. Yes. Go ahead, Alexandra. I know what you're thinking about the toxicity of others and just. We had to take a little break from each other. We yeah, had, we, we did. had to have like a little, little split, but I think. You well, know, you can explain that. Go ahead. I think it's healthy because I think listeners yeah. out there during COVID, I mean, everyone is on top of each other and we were fortunate enough to, to be able to separate because I think what it is too, is that Alexandra, like many, many students out there would be in our other world we lived in on a college campus living with roommates. And she didn't live, shall we say full time with mom, dad, and her sibling for quite some period of time, you know, from coming out of college. So we always sort of had that break of where she would go into her world of academics and her craziness and her insanity and all the other stuff that she does. And I wouldn't have to have the day to day. And then all of a sudden it's plus like we were building the podcast. Yeah. We're building the pod. So our, you know, our relationship shifted and it had to grow. It had to mature. And we both had to take a, a moment, I have more of the maturity. And I, when I say that, Alexandra, hear me out to say, okay, I knew that it had to evolve that, you know, your relationship and that would go for many people out there. I always reference my audience, which is my listeners. If you're going into a, any type of a business with, with a family member, you know, your mom, or sometimes people are like, Oh, don't do that. You know, family is not good, but Family is good to connect with if you have a goal that you both want. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day for Alexandra and I, we definitely wanted to make this the best possible platform and podcast ever. I mean, it started out, of course, the because I wasn't feeling great and how we conceived it and all that. And then it, it started to mature and grow and snowball into certain directions. But the fact that we both needed back to what Alexandra was saying moments ago, our space, space is healthy. So we Absolutely. all need space, including my dog. He needs space too. Oh my God, my you dog, Cooper's yes. like yes. a snake. He's they like space. And away from you, Alexandra, because you're on top of him all the time. But anyway, so let me just finish. So what I'm, my point is that, like, yeah. So I think that as you grow and mature, space is a good thing to have. And the fact that we are separated, I think that what I'm trying to say is then you get to really enjoy that person because you have that space between the two of you. Sometimes people don't need space from others, but I think it's a healthy thing. I mean, you can- I think we all do. I think we all need alone time. We all need time to- to be still and there's there's nothing wrong with it and then it, i think it creates um you know i think something more beautiful can then grow from that too having a little space that's not bad we all need that no i think so but i also wanted to comment too you're saying like i think people that you feel electrified about or or too like there's this kinetic energy you know i look at it like i used to teach students who were science and masters and phd there's definitely this physics, sorry, Alexandra, this connect, <laughs> she's studying all that stuff, this connectivity of just, you connect to someone and you just don't know why, 
It's just one of those things. And other people, you clearly don't. It's either right. black and white. So what do you think about that? I mean, well, no, I um, I ask uh, the universe to repel people that I'm that is not like vibrating within a certain level. Kind of, that. you're really not going to attract people that you know. If I'm here and you're way down here, we're not going to align. We're going to repel each other. I'm going to repel you. You're going to repel me. Whatever. You're going to generally attract people that are vibrating within a certain level of you, mm-hmm. and that's sometimes why relationships don't last. Is one person is growing and going up and the other person feels that person rising or, or becoming more evolved or becoming more enlightened and it scares the shit out of them. And they just don't call you back anymore. Or it could be a friend of 10 years and you don't ever talk to them again. And it's sad, but sometimes that's part of their journey too. Yeah. Well, there's that saying of like, Oh, this friend outgrew me or like we just stopped talking it doesn't even have to be like a intimate relationship it could be a friendship which is also very intimate too where like you just part your ways because right you're not like energetically aligned absolutely i actually i i was at a place a miraval it's a spa that i i hate to use it again oprah but she mentioned on her show like 15 years ago and i went there when I was going through my divorce, when I, you know, when I first filed for divorce, I went there within a few months and had amazing life-changing experiences, but I was in the locker room and I was wearing a robe and I had the most profound five minute conversation with a woman that I did not even know her name. Okay. I couldn't tell you what she looked like this day. Didn't know her name, never saw her again. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly We'll never forget the conversation I had with this woman in the locker room, right? So mm-hmm. you never know why someone is meant. It's what did they say? A season, a reason, or a lifetime that people come into our lives. And yeah. some people are just seasons or they're pebbles. I love before, the, I love before the rock and the boulder. No, I love I love that. I love that. I also just wanted to comment too that you said when we come into this world the divine or whatever you believe or universe that you're supposed to be doing certain things and that obviously you get clouded by you know Alexandra could come other crap that's in the way like you know how do you get to really back to what why you're supposed to be here I think it's asking I think it's asking to be shown help me remember who I am mm-hmm. I think it's as simple as that mm-hmm. help me show me lead me help me remember However you pray, whatever, whatever that is to you, help me remember who I am. And it seems like that you've developed such a caring and nurturing voice. And you seem to know like how to ask the right questions. Did it take time to know how? Like if someone wants to like start asking, I mean, should they just start there? Or like how do they expand to know what to ask? I mean, I highly recommend you know, seeking out, um, there are intuitive healers, there are Reiki masters, there are uh, energy work, there's um, Kundalini yoga, there's, uh, you know, there's just so many different things that start to activate and open up. And I think people have to trust whatever they're being led to. You know, for me, yoga started 20 years ago. I'm actually back into it again. And now I'm, I'm interested in the Kundalini yoga and like mantras. And there's all these like mudras you can do for your hands and, you know, they bring certain energy. So I think it just comes down to, you have to start someplace. And so I I would say, you know, a lot of this, honestly, 
when it started for me, I just like reading a magazine and someone would mention something in a magazine and I would go Google it or, you know, getting a book about enlightenment, getting Gabby Bernstein's book or getting Jen Sincero's book, uh, you're, you're a, a badass, you know, or whatever, like those are portals to like if you if you're looking for that you just but then you have to take action ladies you have to do something you can't just read a book and be like oh my i'm gonna manifest my life's gonna change no there are i I mean in my 20s i think i thought that's how it would work no you actually have to take a risk you have to put yourself out there you have to you know pick up the phone and ask if a friend wants to go to a sound healing bath you have to Go to that meditation that you don't want to go to. You have to try that yoga class. You have to, you know, YouTube. Like we have so much access to podcasts. Like you ladies, like what if somebody listens to the podcast, your audience, and they decide tomorrow they're going to go do a Reiki session and it opens them up in a way to get answers that literally I've been in a Reiki session and I've been downloaded information into my brain of like, how to write a certain chapter or how to talk to somebody about something. It literally, it's not even of me. It's of, so, it's, it's, it's of something divine. Wow. Yeah. I just like, I mean, I just, it's just like so available to all of us. It's yeah. just taking the little small steps and seeing what aligns for you because yeah. it's different for everyone. Yeah. And I think my, yeah, mom, you brought up a good point about not getting in your own way because that's yeah. what you could well, do. Yeah, definitely. Like, how do you get out of your head? Like, how do you just like shift it so you just allow and you just can be open? I mean, I I'm gonna go back to meditation. I mean, I think meditation, you guys, is a game changer. I know it scares people and it brings up all these words and you have to like sit like this for an hour or whatever. No, it it's doesn't have to be that. And once you start to like, I mean, I started with listening to um, Deepak Chopra. 21 day series. And it, again, there's so many things along my path, but that changed my life in a way to take me down a further spiritual path of just being okay in my own thoughts for 10 minutes. And 10 minutes is not a lot. And sometimes it's torture to be in your own thoughts for 10 minutes. And sometimes it is the most blissful thing you can imagine because that's where all the answers come. Yeah. Wow. I have to, yeah, I have to share. I actually was on the beach, what, two days ago, three days ago, whatever it was. And I was just having a day and just thinking about a bunch of different things. And I, I literally stood at, there's a jetty that Alexandra knows what I'm talking about. And I stood out there just like looking at, at the ocean. My mother went to this place. I, we all seemed to go to this one area of the island. And I just was hoping that no one else was really around because I really was speaking very, I think kind of loudly, out loud. And, but I didn't really care. And I just was thinking about, like, I just, you know, was looking at the waves and looking at the water and just, you know, stuff that I'm dealing with in my head and all this stuff. And I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna leave it all there. And I have to tell you, the, I mean, you know, the next day, I'm not sure what was really going on in my head, but for the rest of that day, I felt so great. And I've done my, me- my you know, my methodology of meditation, which is not like, namaste and you know I was in my backyard when I really wasn't feeling well at a time and I would just take those moments so I think if you want to clarify or Alexandra wants to comment meditation doesn't have to be so like not at all 
what you read in a book. It's all about what you are thinking in your head. Silence in your car for one minute, right? Before Before your feet hit the floor. Taking 30 seconds, right? To just be still and get aligned. I mean, yeah. and the more that you do the simple little things, the more that it is easier and it just puts you in that state. But I will say mother nature is a great place to start, yes. right? Going yes. on a silent yeah. walk, going to the beach. Oh yeah. In your backyard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think to um, starting with deep breathing, just like listen to your breath, you know, that's what they always tell you in yoga and it's so cliche, but it's definitely true. You know, they have the app, the Headspace, and everyone, I'm sure, is more. I think everyone needs a little bit of meditation with going with through the pandemic that you just start with the breath and mm-hmm. inhale, exhale. It be like 30 seconds, like you said. And exactly. then you feel, you, and then you come out of it. You know, if you're like in a deep meditation, you've ever been in a deep meditation, you open your eyes and you're like, oh, whoa, like I'm here. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> almost like you're on like these drugs, but they're not drugs, you know? <laughs> It's like, it takes you at least somewhere else to then come back into your body. Yeah, it calms your nervous system and allows, you know, you to just, again, go through that day in a much more homeostasis way, which who doesn't want that, right? Right. No, I I also wanted to comment too, to ask you, uh, Kim, it's about the voice, the inner voice, that voice. The voice that says, uh, I shouldn't walk across the street now because there's going to be a bus coming. And then all of a sudden the bus comes and you're like, oh, shit, I'm glad I didn't walk. I mean, Alexandra and I have always spoken about those things or the voice that says, oh, let me run back into the house to get my water bottle. Oh, I don't really want to go get it. And then, gosh, you know, there's a car accident that's close. Whatever the situation is. Tell us about because I'm all about the voice. And I think that that has to do with your intuitiveness and stuff about just listening and validating yourself. What do you think about the voice? I mean, we kind of sort of in a way, you know, kind of circle. We all, ha- we all have it and we all have access to it, right? It's yeah. just, it's um, creating that stillness to, to notice, right? Because I mean, let's, we all have our egos, right? So it's starting to be able to determine, is this my brain and is my ego trying to protect me or keep me safe? Mm-hmm. Or is this message coming from somewhere else? And I think, you know, when you start to ask for signs uh, of like a butterfly, when you ask a question, you know, you yes. can start to get this kind of validation that yes. it's your intuition, yes. but your, your body knows your, your, uh, your soul knows what you're meant here to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it does, it all comes down to stillness and practice, but I practice is a huge piece of this. You can't just start, Oh, I'm, I'm going to tap into my intuition. We all have it. Like, I, I had a car accident because, and some things are meant to happen, right? You can't get away from all of it. We're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. But I was driving down the road and I, my intuition told me to go right. I went left and I got in a huge, like someone hit me going 50 miles an hour, you know, in the hospital, all that kind of stuff. My intuition told me to go right. And I was still like, I'm not perfect, right? We all still go against our intuition. But the more that I'm able to acknowledge that's a red flag and that's that's not a brain thing, it's a heart thing, the better off that I am. And you know when that little voice is talking to you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not to go on that date with that person, not to eat that food. Yes. Not to go to that restaurant, not to get on that plane and go on that trip. Like, I mean, we've heard even the stories about the 9-11 people that- 
Yes. You know, didn't go to work that day or, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's real. Wow. Yeah. It's magical. It is magical. I think that's a perfect way to just wrap up with our segment because you have taught us to listen to our hearts and our segment is called Heart to Heart. So it's a conversation that you've had with someone or, well, we've talked about, you know, having these moments where you self-realize you've had a, what am I trying to say? An internal like realization that's changed you in some way. A connection, some type of a, and gosh, Kim, you've had so many. So something that maybe that that happened recently or, or from your past, when you started getting into this whole world that you're living in right now, some type of a connection to a person that, was life-changing. Am I right, Alessandra, with that? Yeah. Okay. So conversation or an intuitive moment or a connection, however you want to interpret it. Okay. Um, hmm, Let me think about that. Well, I will say that I think the intuitive moment, I'm going back to Dave and me being together. I literally lit a candle. Like I let him go to the universe. It was a, I never forget. It was like October the 4th. I had sent him a text. He didn't respond. He ended up not getting that text. I released him to the universe. I, I lit a candle and I said, God, bring me the person who I'm supposed to be with. Okay. We hadn't talked in four months and literally within 20 minutes that he had a sign, the sign from my guides and my teams were, was a frog. And that if he was supposed to be together with me, I would see a frog. So I saw a frog after I lit the candle and sent him off to the universe, within 20 minutes, he called me. Oh my God. And literally by the next morning, he was booking his trip to come see me. And I did not chase after it. And I trusted that for whatever reason, I needed to go through the process of releasing it so Mm -hmm. he could come back to me. Wow. 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 I trusted the flow and I did not force. Wow. Beautiful. And now I have the love of my life and my two, you know, awesome bonus kids, Emilio and Natalia, and then Connor, the 26 year old. So I'm just, you know, I'm excited to share. I feel like I have something to say. I'm excited to share my message of hope and inspiration and that it isn't over just because you're in your fifties. Like literally my life is going to be so amazing. These next 30, 40, 50 years than the first 50 and I'm okay with that oh wow and uh we didn't really touch upon this but you said that you're coming out with a book or that you're working with that do you have a tentative date or or anything like that it's looking like I'm guessing it's going to be more like February March I'm going to be self-publishing I am going to be like trying to reach out to some publishers, but I've decided to self-publish and the website should be live within the next week it's the corporate the corporate hippie h-i-p-p-i-e dot c-o um which is talking about using these magical methods to really build teams make money and build spiritual families at work and using these methods and these principles like that is you know this just how everything's changing and i really want to share that message of of hope with other people in corporate america i think that your method is is the magic. I think that so many corporate companies or non-corporate companies and even schools or, uh, you know, institutions like 
we all need, like, we all need a nap. Like that's, yes. <laughs> we all need, to, <laughs> yes. like, we all need like downtime and meditation and just like yes. Zen. And I yes. think it would really change the uh, workflow of our mm-hmm. America is so like, yeah, doer and we do this and you got to do this next and you have the five o'clock meeting and it's just, it's tiring. We should well, not be working this hard. No. It is not necessary to work this hard. No, well, and I have to comment on that because, of course, my husband was bad. Yeah, corporate America, and then when I was in my insanity and my driving and my position in, in, in working at a school, which is, of course, as Alexandra mentioned, is an institution that it's no longer the boys' club out there. Whether you're in in a Hollywood venue with obviously things that are changing in that world, and or in a corporate environment, either, I think it's just liberating to think that the next generation of women, young girls and women coming up will hopefully be in this in this brand new world because of people like you and the people like us that support people like you and have a different perspective. And Alexandra, you are the pioneer getting out there. Oh man. Are. Go make, Alexandra, make, go. Make everybody proud. Make my sister proud. My sister was always the pioneer in the 70s and went back to, you know, was not back was in the world of the of the woman's suit because you had to be like a man and all the things that I think she endured and so forth. So hopefully, Alexandra, you will reinvent that aspect I'm, of, of, of I'm the world. Trying. I'm trying. I got well, it. You also I, are got going- first, I got my first conference. It's called NEEP. It's a big conference and it's an anthropology conference. And I'm sharing some, you know, information on research I've done on COVID. So Oh, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah. And so- she's going into this very male world. My mother was always a science person and of the sciences and mathematics and all that stuff. And she has definitely breaking that glass ceiling going into this world of science. So we're so proud. You're blazing your yeah. own trail and that's part yeah. of it, right? It's I'm you're so making proud. your own rule. They're not even rules, right? You're just blazing yeah. your own path. And um, yeah, so super exciting. Well, yeah. my, my, my motto is why the fuck not me, right? Exactly. Why, why the fuck not you? Why the fuck not you? Like, why the fuck not? Why can't we go have everything of our heart's desire and make it happen and have that come with passion, with money, with, you know, just like, there's nothing wrong with having those desires. And no, no, it's just go make it happen. Ladies. It's just, it's so liberating. I I want this, I want this episode to go in lots of different places, specifically now that we are all waiting on the brink of this election. And I think what you mentioned in the beginning in our pre-chat, Kim was about the Aquarius and things happening in 2021. Uh, Age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius, excuse me. Age of Aquarius, thank you. That change is brewing. I think we're all feeling it. And now, you know, having specifically Kamala being the first vice president who's a woman, her background is that she is of color and also she's, her mother was uh, from India. So I think it's just, it's amazing. And I think we are all, all of us out there are ready for this. Absolutely. Change, change is coming. Yeah, I think bring change, it on. Yeah, I think change has come, but I think because of the pandemic, I have to just comment. I agree with what you're saying. I think that uh, the purge has happened. Yeah, and it's ready to evolve. There we go. Well, let's bring on the magic in all of our lives. Yes, starting right now. Yeah. Right now. So, where can people find you and find your magic? 
So I'm on Instagram, uh, Kim K. Adams. I have my um, landing page for my book, www.thecorporatehippiehippie.co. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn under Kimberly Adams. So I'm easy to find. I will absolutely DM me. Happy to help spread a little magic. I'm open to consulting businesses that want to utilize some of these principles in their lives and in their company's lives and, and, you know, that really need to make a shift on how they used to operate. And so I'm open to that, but ultimately I'm, I want to inspire and help anyone that wants to reach out to me. So I'm, I'm open to help in any way or, or do a little, a little cheer for, be a little cheerleader for anyone. Wow. We love, we love talking to you. I know we just, love so, talking to her, we can so. just talk for hours, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you thank guys you. so much. I'm so grateful to both of you and keep up the good work. And I know yeah. that this is just kind of the beginning oh, yeah. um, of us in our connection. And yeah. I feel like we will meet someday face to face. And I can't wait for that day. Oh my God. Gosh. Well, we're so excited for the day that we can, okay, like people are flying, oh. but the day you can fly without a mask will yes. be on a yes. plane. We're coming. I'm trusting my intuition that we're going yeah. to meet. Oh yeah. yeah, no, we will. It's just Definitely. a matter of when. That's yeah. It might be 2021, might be 2022. That's okay. It'll happen in the divine timing. It will. Exactly. It will. It will. Um, you guys can follow us on Instagram at coming underscore from the heart podcast or on Twitter at CFTH podcast. That's CFTH podcast. We're on Facebook coming from the heart podcast. And you can listen to us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you stream your podcast. Please continue to subscribe, rate and review. We love everyone's feedback. And the more people that rate and review and subscribe and all that fun stuff, the more yeah. people that can know about Kim's magic spells Absolutely. and <laughs> all of our other episodes you can catch up on we really appreciate our heart family we do we yes we do love our heart. our heart family and thank you to our partners thank you play out apparel they're an all-inclusive gender equal company so you shop your style not your gender check out with code heart podcast that's h-e-a-r-t podcast for 20 percent oh wait am i saying that right like 20 percent goes towards immigration equality the leading lgbtqia immigration rights reform um they're an amazing company they welcome everyone and catch up with abby sugar's episode she's the ceo and founder with her partner E, that's episode 11. And thank you to our partner, Greek Glasses. They're a really fun company. Everyone wants to look fashionable going into 2020. So wear really cute glasses. It was started by Sorority Sisters and use code ALBE40 for 40% off your first purchase. All these links are in our episode description below. Wow. Nice job, Alexandra. And I have the easiest part. All I have to say is XOXO, Colleen. Yep.